Welcome, hunters, to Hunter's Hub, episode 48. I had to think about that for a bit. <laughs> uh, this is uh, your host, Fortuan, and joined by my co-host, Haru. Well, things are about to get spooky. Do, 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 do. Is that the, that's the Twilight Zone? Pregnant pause. Okay. Because... <laughs> Uh, in just a couple days here, or whenever this goes live, the Autumn Harvest Festival will be out for Monster yep. World. And it runs until yep. October 4th at, uh, should be 5pm PST, uh, 8pm EST. Yeah, yep, maybe 8. Three hours ahead. So, 5pm your time, 8pm my time. And it's got the sort of typical Monster Hunter event trappings. So there's costumes for mm-hmm. the Hoogie and the Handler and all, all of the uh, uh, all of the Hunter's Hub, actually, uh, gets decked out in Halloween events. So, you know, it matches yeah. your local grocery store over-preparing for Halloween in September. Yes, they are. They've been preparing for weeks. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Consumer I'm just expecting holidays. Christmas to start already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like every year they start earlier and earlier. I guess they just want to sell that stuff, especially the candy. Oh my gosh, taking a a, a three year old and a one year old into the store right now is just murder, because there's just candy everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> That seems like, um, oh, what's the Greek myth where the guy has to go into hell and take his beloved out, but he can't look back. <laughs> you just have to <laughs> extreme discipline. Yep. Yep. I just, I mean, I don't have a problem with not getting candy. It's the three-year-old. <laughs> right, right, right. Daddy, 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 daddy. Candy. <laughs> no. No, no, yeah, it's just life of a dad, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, so one thing that that I notice about this this autumn festival is the timing because it's ending well before the actual Halloween. Is there like some other time that Halloween is in in the world that it ends in early October? <laughs> like I don't get it. Why is it now, or why does it end so short? I can't say, but um, Hallow's Eve, I assume, is a European tradition. So uh, I don't think it would there would be like a different Japanese way of reading it. Um, I think they're just like moving it forward a month, respective to the other holidays, which were spaced three months apart. Um, okay. Just just to fill a content drought uh, while they finish. The next monster, but we can talk talk about that in a, in a minute. There's actually mm-hmm. there's a new quest. Uh, I think you have to kill a Tobikadachi, and it will drop. I think it's low rank, and it will drop the pumpkin materials or tickets. Bumble pumpkins. Because the uh, the the holiday armor this time is the uh, bumble bumble pumpkin armor. Mm-hmm. So like Grim Reaper armor or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do believe, I could be wrong, but I do believe that armor first appeared in Portable 3rd. Really? Now, I could be wrong, and it could be Freedom Unite, 
but it's it's an old armor that comes from farming, typically. <laughs> um, well, because you get the pumpkins as like some of those extra items. I, I'm sure if you've done uh, the the easy way to find them in, in Generations Ultimate, you can already get them. Um, is if you do uh, uh, like herbs or you know that kind of stuff in in the in the farm with the cats. Um, sometimes you'll get bumble pumpkins as an extra reward. Yeah. The other thing I like about these holidays, even if they're not like a huge amount of content, is they always like decorate the gathering hall. But it's not just like putting up some things. It's like it's really the overblown sort of monster hunter art design of like mm-hmm. it's it's almost busy. And since it's HD now, there's like so much detail to it. <laughs> there's a bunch of little yeah. props and everything. It gives you a reason to go up there. <laughs> Aside from, uh, uh, what's her, what, Betty. What's her name? <laughs> they have names? Golden Girl. Oh, Cold Trout, right. Yeah, Golden Girl gives you a, a reason to go up there, but. I was like, the NPCs don't have names, Fortran. Um. Cool, cool Vateroth. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And the last thing is that the USJ uh, second part quest will be available for all people on PlayStation 4. So, sorry. Nice. Xbox users. I never did the first one. Yeah, no, yeah, they'll both be up because all the event quests get brought back. Yeah. Eh, I might pop in and do those. I might not. (laughs) I'm still... I'm still knee deep in generations ultimate trying to trying to get to G rank, I guess sort of, I'm still doing offline content. The, the last thing I want to talk about with reference to this event is that the last event, the summer festival, mm-hmm. like a week after it uh, ended, behemoth came out and Gulf Taroth came out like in the last couple days of the spring event. So, oh yeah, you're right. We can presumably guesstimate a new monster coming soon. Uh, well, we could go by the ever, uh, ever, ever accurate leaked list and say that Alatreon, um, uh, Alatreon, or however you say it, could be this one. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Because for our listeners, Alatrion and Oroshikirin are the only two remaining monsters that haven't been added to the game from the leaked list that came out all the way before launch, last, like, almost last Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and the monsters we got, it, it, they spaced it out, so a uh, brand new monster was called Faroth, then they went to... Uh, Lunastra, who is sort of Teostra, but very different, even still. And then we got Behemoth, yeah. which is a completely new monster. So, presumably, Finally. they might want to do a Roshikirin, since it's not... since it's not as intensive as it would be to create a new monster. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't know exactly what they've been working on, because it kind of feels like it's been pseudo-newslight for a long time on Monster Hunter World, um, aside from you know the PC release, and then it sounds like 
we're sort of gearing up for the festival and then so what's next so i can understand like the probably why they would do that because they wanted to give pc players august to finish the game and then when generations ultimate came out at the end of august they wanted uh people have time to digest that i guess they didn't want to like i can see that dog pilot for sure um I just, I don't know. Like, I, it's kind of been weird for me because, like, aside from Generations Ultimate, I've not, I've not been paying attention to a whole lot of the news, especially when it comes to World, because I'm still kind of done with World. Like, I haven't had the desire to pick it back up, you, even for this Autumn Festival coming up. Like, you know, the Bumble Pumpkin armor is like, I don't know. I can go make it in GU if I want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. But, it's just a little thing, like online game, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I thought my brother was crazy when he said he was done with uh, World when, you know, I was only 300 hours in at that point. And I'm like, nah, there's so much to do. And now, like, I've kind of hit that same point he did. And I'm like, eh, just kind of done until they, like, even Behemoth didn't really bring me back. I played it once and I never beat it. And I was just like, okay, I, I played it. I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I still haven't beat Behemoth either. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> Maybe oh. we should do that one time. Just do a stream like, hey, help the Hunters Hub beat Behemoth. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. We need a, I, have, I have a whole like tank uh, lance set built. And it's it's got earplugs. And it's got all these nice, helpful things that help you not die. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still still been trying. I actually do have a another news story if you're interested. Oh yeah? So the NPD group came out and they're a like sales analysis group that does uh, video game mm-hmm. sales sales statistics and they came yeah. out with their August like top 20 games that, that they released publicly. And right. The first place was Madden NFL 19, which I'm sure you're all very interested in. And second place <laughs> was Monster Hunter World, if you can believe it. Oh, yeah? As a game that came out in January, it's presumably due to the PC, the PC release recently. Well, that's still good. I bet you GU didn't pop up there. Oh, actually, um, it was it was 14, so that's, that's pretty... Oh, that's still... That's good for an exclusive on the Switch. (laughs) To give everyone some context, uh, Minecraft took the 11th slot, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was number 8. So, (laughs) not the the highest selling month, but Monster Hunter games are still on there. Hey, at least they're there. I bet if we looked back at the week Try came out, Try didn't break ten. I bet I would bet. Uh, like, I mean, I guess it would depend how busy that week was. I don't, I don't know what season came out. It did like a million something overall. Yeah, it did not do super great, despite it being on the Wii, which like had a huge install base at the time. I mean, I bought it. I don't know about I don't know. your mom who used to play Wii Sports. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be buying Monster Hunter. A few people did that, you know, were kind of casual, but not, yeah, not not the not the vast majority of people um, <laughs> interested in the Wii were entirely going to be paying attention to Monster Hunter. Um, although I do remember back in the Wii days, that was like the, the height of Monster Hunter modding, where you'd get like Barney right. and Devil Joes and all the that Wii kind of crazy was stuff. so easily hackable. Yeah, it was the homebrew channel for the Wii. It seemed like a lot of people had that homebrew channel. You know what else is pretty easily hackable for Chuan? Nintendo's new online yeah. service for the Switch. <laughs> I love that transition. Thank you. Kudos. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that came out um, for us yesterday. For whenever this goes out earlier in the week, um, have you have you paid your time yet? I guess. I mean, I'm just going to pay the twenty dollars. I haven't been playing Generations Ultimate actually. You just, haven't? No. Just kind of got huh. burnt out on it again. Well, I mean, you were in G rank, whereas I'm still trying to get there. I haven't even. I broke into high rank uh, online. Um, I kind of like just sort of grinded through a lot of the low rank and high rank really quick, even doing key quests without without doing my completionist attitude that I normally have, uh, so that I could uh, play on vent- Vengeful Torture's stream on Monday. And I mean, we did some good high rank hunts. Like uh, <laughs> I ended up killing like, four Rajongs, and I hadn't fought Rajong yet in the game. So that was fun. Yeah, but um, we the changes haven't like been alive for a long time yet. It's just last night, as time of recording, that it's uh, happened. But essentially, yeah. there's not much change to the actual online service. It's just it's pay gated now. It's become mm-hmm. like a, a PlayStation Four and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, where they started charging for the online. Right. It's much cheaper, though. Much cheaper. Yeah, the yearly price is, is like, 30 bucks less. Um, I believe they're yep. also offering a kind of a family deal, which is... Yes. You can pay 35 bucks yearly, and then you get access for, like, eight people. Although I'm not yep. sure of the exact stipulations of the eight people. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a parent console, and then there's like sub consoles underneath it. It's kind of weird. And apparently, there's some game sharing between those consoles too. Huh. Uh, I know that my friends are all trying to scheme to get everyone on the same parent plan. I'm like, look, I'm just gonna put down the twenty dollars on my own plan, and you guys can try to cheat the system. <laughs> um, but but yeah, well, I mean. Well, one of my friends, he's actually a three-switch household. So that's going to help him legitimately anyways because instead of paying $60 a month for his three switches, it's going to or a year, it's going to be 35 a year. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's it's helpful if you just have two switches in the household, if you're just paying for two switches. 
So. Yeah, I can see that. You have like a significant other kid or something. Mm-hmm. But what I'm well, I'm trying to speak too soon. I'm curious the effect this will have on like Generations Ultimate's uh, player population. Because the, I, I believe it, it sold, yeah, it sold pretty well in the West uh, in this mm-hmm. re-release. Um, but like the Switch user base is not one that's accustomed. Nintendo user base, that as a whole, is not accustomed to paying for an online subscription. So I'm wondering how many people are going to buy in. I mean, assuming that, assuming that. Um... You know, it's exclusive Nintendo user base. Most people aren't exclusive to one console anymore. I would say. Maybe the younger generations are. Because, you know, they don't have the funds to have multiple systems. But, I don't know. Like, I I don't think I've been a Nintendo only since the NES. Like, once I got the Super Nintendo, I started having other consoles, too. <laughs> But that's yeah. just me. I'm always, you know, I've always been a big gamer, so. I had an Xbox for a little bit, but the, I, it was basically until the Wii, uh, that I didn't, I didn't branch out until into other consoles, uh, like the Xbox 360. Then, and even then, I really only played like, the Halo games on on 360, uh, Skyrim, Oblivion, and like The Last of Us at the very tail end of. Uh, 7th gen. But... Uh, I mean, the Wii days, I had all three. I had I had the 360, I had a PS3, and, and a Wii. And... I play. I paid for both live and... Well, you don't pay for PS Plus on PS3. It wasn't until PS4 that we had to pay for online. Um, but yeah, I mean, I paid for live back then. And it wasn't... Um, I don't know. It wasn't favorable. Like, I didn't like doing it, and I don't think I've ever liked paying for online. But, eh. Like, it, a lot of people are making a stink about the cloud saves. Have, have you seen that? Yeah, they apparently deleted a lot sooner if you lapse your subscription or instantly. Yeah, they just straight up delete them, the cloud saves. Which, I mean, is bad but it's not like you lose your save technically you're just losing your backup you still have your save on your console <laughs> it's just, i don't know it's like, just... it, it seems weird to me it's bad that they do that but it's not like i don't know like world ending like some people have been touting yeah that's not the worst part of it because you uh I mean, even PlayStation will rinse their cloud of your saves if you if you don't uh, subscribe for like to play PS Plus for six months or up or something. Yeah. So there's not a. Uh, yeah, I don't. There's not an altogether difference, but it is. Like, there's no grace period, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. It seems kind of uh, crappy to be like, okay, you're not paying for any more, bop, gone. But like. I don't know. That's part of the service, isn't it? So if you're not paying for the service, why would they get? I don't. It, I don't it, get it. <laughs> it is. I don't. I don't. 
Um, it is strange, though, just to start charging for online, because you remember when we were playing Generations Ultimate online together, we yeah. used the system online, and we just got on Discord, like how we record this podcast <laughs> to voice chat. Yeah. It was just less And I don't hassle. plan on that changing, really. <laughs> I don't plan on using Nintendo's chat at any time. My uh, my friend tried to do it with Splatoon. I was like, uh, let's just use Discord. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I don't know. Like, uh, it's... It's weird. It's Nintendo, you know, not doing things the... The... You know, the way that other people do them. And then there's advantages and disadvantages to that and disadvantages definitely is stuff like voice chat. And I would say that, you know, the, the no grace period for cloud saves is a, is, is a problem, but I mean, to me, it's not like that big of a problem. And it's kind of weird that now I had to pay for online to play monster Hunter generations ultimate with other people. But like, then again, part of me says it's 20 bucks. Like that's, for a year like that's super cheap yeah i'm just not sure i want to buy in because i have to re-up my playstation plus at the end of every year so yeah so now you're talking 70 when you add it all together and and i get that yeah no i guess it's 50 for ps plus um well yeah but 70 if you do both is what i'm saying yeah no yeah you're right your math is correct um (laughs) <laughs> so did you have uh what are, what are your thoughts actually playing the game uh on switch for the last week oh generations i i love it on switch i mean i've been able to play like when i normally wouldn't be able to play like i was uh uh, I was doing something uh, at an office today, and there was a bit of downtime, so I did a capture quest for Ignactor, and just sort of did that while I was waiting. <laughs> it was just—it's just convenient, I guess. And I have my Switch with uh, more with me more often than I normally would uh, with anything else, just because of how portable it is, and. Uh, actually fun to play on the go versus the 3ds where i'm sorry but i hate the 3ds i hate playing it (laughs) the last time i tried to play a monster hunter game or really any game that wasn't on my phone portable was on my bus like driving the straight road there's just a lane that goes like basically halfway between the near nearest big city and my town into my town yeah and the bus is just driving down this road, and the buses in my area are essentially, they're like kind of aluminum boxes, just like sheet, like welded or nailed together in like a rectangle. And as they go down the road, yeah. it's just, you just hear it shaking. It's like, <laughs> if the road's running. So I'm trying to hunt like a Legiacris in 3 Ultimate <laughs> underwater, and like, my screen brightness is a little bit dimmer than the than the daylight would uh, recommend, and coupled with underwater, it's getting really dim. Uh, so I'm just like kind of mashing evade and getting batted out of the way by by a freaking like tail. 
Kipchak <laughs> and all this stuff. So that was kind of a stressful yeah, experience. Yeah, it's, it's not the best experience to play portably, but I think for me personally, the Switch fixes a lot of those annoyances. Uh, the only problem is the battery life isn't as good as I would like it to be, but eh. <laughs> I haven't, you know, had like a, a, like a good like three-hour jam session to just sitting there where I have to be portably playing so i don't know yeah it's it's not the most portable i've ever done with switch is like the couch while someone else is using the tv i've not really yeah i did that's kind of what i've done is like when i'm babysitting and the kids are in bed i'm on the switch uh, on the couch because i don't bring my dock with me everywhere I'm not really a big portable gamer uh, anyway. I think even when I had the original DS, which was my first like handheld console, uh, I just played it at home at <laughs> the couch. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Did you ever play Metroid Pinball? Gosh, I'd love that on the DS. <laughs> do you mean Metroid Prime Pinball? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Because the first-person pinball game, you are the ball. Yes. Listeners, listen to me. I'm the word of God. There's nothing. Don't fact-check this. <laughs> um. It, it was a fun pinball game. I like it a lot. So same with uh, Kirby's pinball. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't had but that. The was not pleasure of Metroid Prime pinball. It's good. It's really good. I love those adventure pinball games, except for Sonic Spinball. That that one can just go die in a fire. Uh, let me ask you, can you... I assume sleep mode works in Generations Ultimate? Just to pause a hunt and like put in your bag while you're getting oh, yeah. off the bus or whatever? Yeah, you can still pause the game as long as you're not online. So that's nice. It has that, still has that feature from the 3DS versions. Mm-hmm. Which is helpful. Super helpful. Um, especially for me, it's like, uh, you know, like uh, the girls are watching TV or something, and they're like, Daddy, I need this, and just pause. Put the switch in sleep mode. Get up. Go get something. You know, play with them for a while, and then come back when they're watching TV or something again. It's, it's the it, it, for me, it's the ultimate dad console. There's those down times where you're like, Hey, they're completely distracted. I can play. And then there's times where, like, okay, they are completely wanting my attention. So I can play again. <laughs> I can't. I, I got to put this down. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's good fun playing on the Switch. Although the, the, the danger of that is pausing um, mid hunt. And when you unpause and you're like, okay, what do I need to do? Oh, I needed to dodge. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. The, uh, the old, like, press the menu exit button, but be holding, like, whatever uh, whatever button it is to charge, like a, like a bow string in that game, so you don't lose your arrow. <laughs> um, yep. I guess you could technically pause in World 2 if you put it in sleep mode, even though there's no that pause button. 
it's just... Oh, it it causes all sorts of problems though. Really? Like if you're you're in a in a, in a online hall or something like that, it's just like you're kicked out. You're kicked out. You're kicked out. Like it won't kick you out of the quest, but it will give you a lot of like, hey, you're not online anymore stuff. No, yeah, but I mean, you, whenever you put a 3ds into sleep mode, you you couldn't continue online either. That's true. I hardly played online as a 3DS, though. That's like all I played Monster Hunter 4 as. Especially since that game had G-Rank, and G-Rank is always online only, if you, you know, wanted to play a balanced version of it. I mean, I soloed it all, just offline mode, uh, except for Gogmazius. Except for Gogmazius. I had to go online for that. No, no, no thank well, thank you. That <laughs> seems that seems painful. Even high rank in that game is like just just want to play it with other people. Oh yeah, dude, I I failed I failed that quest. Jeez, it must have been like six times online or offline before I tried to go online with it. It was just like I couldn't do enough damage, and it was like all timeouts too. <laughs> people can do it. I am not one of those people. Because thinking of like the hardest Monster Hunter games, it's like the story of of three is probably the hardest of like the modern games. I guess that's the only ones I can really speak to. And then G Rank in uh, in Four U, and especially Guild Quest, are like the the hardest things. So I put it up there. So it's I, not like. It's not like the the difficulty of Monster Hunter One was atrocious because of the the old way of playing with like hardly any. It's I mean the quality of life changes don't get away that much. They suck. Don't don't get me wrong. They suck, but it's not going to impede your progress as much. There are some older quests that are ridiculously hard. Um, because of the nature of the game, like Four Horns, the original Four Horns. But right. overall, it wasn't that bad. Um, G-Rank really ups it up, you know, kicks it up a notch. And I would say, I would say as far as some monsters go, like I would, you could arguably say that For You has some of the hardest fights, like Apex, Rajong, and that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I agree. Guild 140 Garuga. Because <laughs> the guild quests were broken. <laughs> those yeah. were impossible to complete online. Did those even. Yeah. Those even like, those, I think, version? are some of the hardest stuff that you could do. Period. In Monster Hunter. Like, I'm just. That's just my opinion, I guess. Like, because. I, I never did a 140 quest because I was like, I don't have any reason to. I no desire to. <laughs> I did a few. I didn't complete many, but... Because that was the endgame grind of that game, is you had to get the crystal disease something or other and yeah. hone stuff and make your weapons better. Yep. Pe- people wonder where uh, arch-tempered monsters came from. <laughs> I guess, if you think about it, for you was their last game, so. Yikes. 
Yeah, it's just... Oh, it's just nutty. It's just nutty hard. Like, it's just like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it. There's just, like, no way that you would... It's subjecting yourself to torture. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but it... like... Back in the day, like, it didn't feel that bad. Even So the first, like, real run-in with G-Rank that I feel that I had, because, um, I mean, you played it a little bit in Freedom, but the real run-in I felt I had was Freedom uh, Unite. And, then, like, your introduction to G-Rank was Hyp- Hypnocatrice. Have you ever heard of this monster? Well, I've, I've seen it a lot on the wiki. I just don't. It's from Frontier, so it's going to... Odd. Yeah, it was one of the frontier. It was one of the few frontier monsters that that we got on a main series. Made it out alive because they have that. Ex- yeah, it's just weird, but it's like a turkey. It's like a sleep. That's literally like orange and orange and like brown feathered. It's kind of like a turkey, and it doesn't look like a turkey. It looks more like a an eagle bird thing, but the coloration, that kind of stuff, it does sleep element. It's, it's one of the few monsters that, like, its main status is sleep. Um, so it puts you to sleep a lot. Like, its breath, whatever, was a was sleep. And, uh, goo. And, um, it wasn't bad, but it was like your introduction into, into G-Rank. And it was like, okay, you know, things are getting harder. Uh, and then eventually you got Nargakuga that you had to fight. And that was, that was rough back in those days. <laughs> that was really rough. <laughs> For those who are interested, uh, Hypnocatrice's English title is sleep bird. Sleep bird. Sleep bird. <laughs> very, I mean, very yeah. literal in those days. <laughs> Our creativity juices were flowing. <laughs> You've enjoyed the jungle. Now how about you venture to the jungle? <laughs> Man, what did they call it? What was that new map at the time? Because in... they already had the jungle. What was... Because they added in that new map in Freedom Unite. I think they added the Great the Forest old... from Frontier. Maybe? I don't I bl- remember. I believe that was the new map. It's where Narga lived. No, yeah, that because that was the cinematic is Nargakuga going into the forest and maybe I'm thinking yeah. of Frontier, but whatever. <laughs> Can't keep it straight. Yeah, Frontier, Freedom Unite. It's all, it's all a bunch of Fs. <laughs> but um, what uh. I was gonna say is that. To speak on difficulty, I'd kind of be okay if they added just a, just like a fun monster, to to the games next, like not, not a nails biting, uh, like a oh yeah some sort of a Roshi Kirin, <laughs> Tower Crest. Um, yeah, Arc Tempered Roshi Kirin. Oh my That'd god, we haven't we haven't done Arc Tempered Lanastra yet. We have hope. But I was just gonna say, slim hope. Like I don't, 
need every quest I'm playing of the game to be nails hard. It's it's kind of... And I, I guess, like, the weekly bounties kind of help with that. They don't ask you to fight, like, different monsters. But it'd be nice if we had, like, new experiences to grind that were not arch-tempered difficulty. Right. Yeah, I mean, I... I, uh... I can appreciate, like, uh, funnier fights. Like, I mean, a lot of people like Camellius a lot, and I think part of it is he's just sort of a goofy fight, too. I, don't, I never found Camellius that hard, but he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's you know, you know on, on par with Kushala and Teostra and that kind of stuff, but no one ever was like, oh, man, it was so hard doing that Camellius. It's like, it's just a fun, goofy fight because he turns invisible, he poisons you, he steals items, he's like... It's like an elder Gypsurus, and Gypsurus is just goofy. <laughs> I gotta tell like, you, I don't know. Fortran, I'm really, I'm, of all things, I'm really missing the item stealing mechanic. Like, I, if Godzillakas could do that, I mean, it'd be a perfect game. It'd just be so much better. They could, no, I'm they could good. sleep dart you, and then they could hit you and steal all your stuff. They could stun lock you. <laughs> And just like drain your item like a like a like a discard effect in a card game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Could you imagine that? You're trying to farm like a multi quest or whatever, and then like I finally got that gem I needed, and then a Gajalaka comes up and sleeps you, and just takes the gem, and you're like, "No, get back here!" You just stand there, and you get up on a pulpit, and you ask. Why? 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 Like that, uh... It's a meme. But it works. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing mechanic is always so fun, right? My, uh... My brother and I have still been playing Generations Ultimate together. And, um... Uh, he's playing as... He's doing a Prowler-only mode still. Um, like I mentioned... And he keeps getting hit by Melnix, and they keep taking his map. And it's literally like the only thing he carries with the cat, aside from the the charms and talons. And um, he gets mad because he's like, I, I want to at least pretend like I care about the supply box <laughs> for this map. And the cats are making me not care. So he actually started carrying Felvine so they would stop taking his map. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, is that... What felvines are good for? Are they supposed to be the? Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll make a Melnix uh, take that over anything else, so you protect your items. Oh, okay, okay. Does it work with Camellios too, or? I don't think so, and I don't. I don't think it works for um, uh, Camellius or uh, Gypsurus. I just think it's just for the cats. I could be wrong. Okay. I don't. I don't. I've never heard of it working for the other things. All right, Gypsyros. Why does Gypsyros steal your stuff? Because he's a jerk. <laughs> I don't know. Does... He pecks. Yeah, you know, it's when he pecks. Does the the cut cue peck or the bird wyvern peck? Can I be real with you? Like, what a terrible, terrible monster Gypsyros is. Like, I just. It's not. It. Its design is like. 
the worst looking Kutku you ever did see. <laughs> it's like a fat bulbous one <laughs> with with a flash bomb on its head. <laughs> I mean, it literally looks like a kind of a hippocampus or a chimera. Its tail doesn't fit mm-hmm. its body. It's all rubbery. Mm-hmm. Like the design of it is dull, and the model movies uh, they brought back in Monster Hunter Four is just like not not easy on the eyes. It's just not like I I like the troll, like the sleeping troll, but it's yeah. just the the poison you steal your stuff monster, and it can flash and stun you, and like all these annoying effects of, of several of the monsters, and one. Unremarkable package. Yeah. Good thing he's a lower-powered monster, I guess. Because if he was, like, super high-powered, that would be kind of feel unfair. <laughs> like, in my opinion, at least. I will say, um, on the stream that I was on, on with Vengeful Torture, we did do a cut cue and a gypsaros hunt. Like it was uh, both of them in the same, same, uh, hunt. And we thought that the gypsaros had faked its death. So we were kind of, uh, so it was vengeful, uh, dagger, uh, which is vengeful's friend. It's normally on steam and then stream. And then me, the three of us hunting together, and with the, the gypsies, we thought faked its death, so we were just sort of goofing around for like a good like I don't know forty seconds, where I'm just using the kick animation to kick the gypsies till it gets up, and then we realized it was dead. So that we just, it's sort of like oh we got we got faked out by the fake because it was real. <laughs> then we started carving it, <laughs> but it was like way longer than you would think it would be for the gypsies to get up. Right. Like, oh, 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 it's it's actually dead. Okay. Doesn't the uh, doesn't the target camera like give away whether Gypsaros is still alive or not? Well, mm, it could. Uh, to be honest, I don't I don't think any of us were really paying that much attention to it because we were just sort of blasting through quests because they're in G rank gear and they're helping me through like lower high rank end. And I'm already way over geared for high rank, uh, lower high rank at least, because I've been doing offline, and on the offline high rank, I'm at the end of it. So I have like full Durambaros armor. <laughs> and like uh, as much as I can without going to G rank and Nersilla sword, because like I'm, I'm already way over geared for, you know, a plus level Gypsaros. So we just sort of destroyed the thing. We were just surprised it died so quick. Yeah. I just remember, just... like, something like paintballs staying on a Gypsaros after it's fallen, quote-unquote, dead. Um, or, or something mm-hmm. in the UI that was sending mixed signals. Yeah. Because the target camera would have been added yeah. after Gypsaros, I believe. In in 3 and Try, right? Or mm-hmm. Try or 3, you know? I don't know. Can't think of anything other than Gyps that did that. I mean, sort of. I guess Chameleos has a similar effect because it's like sort of. It's it's taking that uh, uh, 
like whatever the game considers the entity as a, that is a monster, it's taking that and then like despawning it from some location and respawning it in another location. Oh yeah, yeah. All that that tricky stuff that they try to get you with, and and stuff like you know when music appears and that kind of stuff, like because like um, Camellius doesn't have music unless he's mad. For some reason, or he didn't before, at least. I remember he has that kind of uh, jungly track. Mm-hmm. Or do you mean he just uses the area theme? Yeah, but it's when he's mad. Like when he's not mad, it's just nothing. Oh, really? It's like Kezu. Yeah, kind of. Except get... you know, Kezu's like that all the time. I guess it makes more sense because he's like stealthy. You're not supposed to. Wouldn't be as dramatic if it was like a yeah. combat theme playing while there's nothing shown on screen or kind of give you a hint. Yeah, well, I mean, he's very, uh, he's very different from what he was like in Freedom Unite and that kind of stuff. Uh, in that aspect, like he's just he's just there now, and he'll disappear sometimes during the fight. But it used to be like when he's walking around, he was invisible and he was invisible for most of the fight. You would have to take off the horn uh, or or the tail for him to sort of appear more often and then take off the other one for him to just fully be there the whole time. So nowadays it's sort of like just like a, a fun mechanic that he uses every once in a while. It's not he's constantly invisible. I read um, Band Lagiacris talking about the Camellios effect from the original uh, games it was in on Twitter, and he was saying that, like, Camellios would, like a chameleon, it would emulate, like, bugs in the air when it was invisible, or, or, or like, uh, leaves rustling and falling through the air. Is that, do you, do you remember that from those games? I remember him doing a lot more lizard-like things. Like he'd, you see him do that chameleon walk, where he does that that rock back and forth, and then steps and rock back and forth, and then steps, like stuff like that. But I don't remember him. He might have attacked bugs when he was invisible. And one of the things is he only appears when he's attacking. Then too. So that might have been true. No, I don't mean like Vespoid or anything, or anything that's like an actual like entity in the game. I mean just like the visual effect of his invisibility, like like camo systems that have cameras that are uh, taking in information from one side, or like, like a chameleon, just like yeah. mimicking its background. Oh yeah, no, he yeah, he was. It's like he was definitely invisible, and then when he attacked, he he would appear, but there would be this sort of translucent. You could kind of tell he was there. There was like some sort of distortion. Because in for you, it's very, very obvious when he's like invisible and spawned versus when he's just invisible and he's despawned and gone somewhere else. Right. Yeah, it was a lot harder to tell back then. It's a very... lot. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be. I'm gonna run around the map. Supposedly he's in. Oh, okay. I can't. For some reason, I can't run through this spot right here. He must be here. Swing. Okay. Yeah. Blood came out. <laughs> no, but that's really interesting, though. Like the idea of an elk dragon with invisibility as its cloak, 
uh, like befitting a chameleon because all the other elder mm. dragons like Valhazak, as if Livia and you know Teostra Fire, Kshala Wind, etc., etc., and so on. Um, that, that's that's all their kind of like their theme is their is their outer coating of elements. So it'd be interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, Camellius is a lot of different things. Poison. He was uh, one of the earliest monsters to have a stamina reducing spray. He was just stamina like, oh, all your stamina is gone right now. Just psh. was that? In, that must have been in the like second generation. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he also had a defense down. He had like a, he was like a just a bag of tricks. Of course, the invisibility. Um, he also had a lot, a lot, a lot of wind pressure. Like he was right. one of the hardest Cause to he, fight because he like blows his poison around. Yeah, well, that and his tail, his giant tail, he would just sort of slam it on the ground, and it would cause wind pressure instead of quake. That's... You could just sort of fan it out, and you'd be like, okay, I can't, oh, wait, oh, no, I'm fanned. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that would be interesting for me to see in, like, a new... People were asking for Camellius in 5th generation. Uh, yeah. Back when they saw, like, Kushala and Teoster and made it in. But, like, I'm more interested in, like, the invisibility, uh, like, in ways they can use that to create a new kind of system of attacking for it in, like the HD graphics that we have now. Um, yeah. Rather than, like, you you lost an item <laughs> or stuff like that. Because the, the the actual new poison attack that uh, I believe Gypsoros and Camellios got in uh, Monster Hunter 4, which is that they spit, like, a glob of poison and it, like, lands and covers an area and it'll, like, roll yes. downhill, like, physics-based. Uh, yes. Like, I'd love to see something like that with, like, new water physics or something. Okay. Because there's, like, the slopes now. I could, like, run quickly down those. Or it could, like, on flat surfaces, it could, like, slowly spread out and, like, seep down over, across ledges. Like, there's a lot of interesting things I could do with that. I agree. Yeah, it's... I thought that was pretty cool when they added it in 4U. It's like, oh, look! He spit it on... Oh, it went down the ledge. Okay. <laughs> It didn't get me, but I, uh, I was just like, oh, that was different. Oh, it definitely got me the first time I noticed it was an actual, like, gravity-based effect. <laughs> yep. It was, uh... It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a new wrinkle to the game. Small one, but I enjoyed it. Um... I don't know, I didn't have a ton more to say with, uh, with with generations today i uh, just been sort of blasting through it or trying to at least um uh, did you have anything else to say on that no i think we had a good discussion it's good Alrighty, well we'll wrap it up a bit early today guys so um thank you hunters for listening this is fortuan uh you can find me on twitter at uh at hunters hub pod uh, I've also started a Patreon, um, so if you go to patreon.com slash fortuan, that's where I'm at. Just a little tip jar if you like to. And um, I'll see you guys next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Haru? 
I will be uh, on Twitter at Gran if you can, you know, figure out where the letters and the, you know, maybe there's an apostrophe. I'm not going to tell you. Um, probably, <laughs> probably retweeting things about the new Fallout game, but that's beside the point. Uh, have a good hunt, guys. That's cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been that interested.